You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 196, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Vaughn Worsley with you here. So before I start talking about the practical and tactical of episode 196, let me say a couple of things. Number one, if you are not signed up, for my daily dose of inspiration, I send a, what I like to call it a daily get it together talk. <laughs> I send out a daily email every single day, seven days a week that is really designed to inspire you. I am not a big fan of motivation, but to get your butt moving and also to have you do some gut checks with yourself on a daily basis so you can get it together, you will want to sign up for my daily dose of inspiration. You can find that at tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. That is tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. I have a new book out. I'm so excited about this book. I, this book literally came through me. It is such a vital read for anybody who has even one toxic family member. You might come from a huge family and that one aunt or uncle, that one sibling, that one parent always makes Christmas a merry damn Christmas or Thanksgiving a, you know, happy damn Thanksgiving. If you've got even one toxic family member in your family, you are going to want to check out my latest book, The Haters Aren't Who You Think They Are, 27 Ways to Handle Family Who Don't Clap When You Win. You can check out that book, which is now available in paperback and ebook at tinyurl.com forward slash toxic family book. That is tinyurl.com forward slash toxic family book. Uh, it's a powerful book. And so many people who have been walking on eggshells dealing with toxic family members, if you have been doing that and compromising your boundaries to accommodate really toxic people in your family, you are going to want to listen. Well, I don't have it on Audible yet. You're going to want to download or purchase and receive in the mail the paperback version of The Haters Aren't Who You Think They Are, 27 Ways to Handle Family Who Don't Clap When You Win. You know what I'm talking about. The folks who are actually happy to see you fail and get popcorn and a front row seat waiting for you to fail. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash toxic family book and download your copy of the book today. All right, let us dive into it. This is a tactical practical, I would say it's a get it together session because a lot of us are living in under the halo of this economy is awesome right now. It's booming. There are plenty of clients. Your businesses do a lot. A lot of people are living in this sort of bubble thing. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that a recession is coming and is your business ready for the next recession? Because a lot of people are really banking on the fact that things are really good. If you look at real estate prices right now, pretty much across across the country, Texas is starting to shift a little bit away from the seller's market and to the, the buyer's market, especially in Dallas. But other than that, and a few other p- places in, in the United States, we're doing really well economically. It's booming. It's, it's, it's fantastic by all economic measures. And this is where most people tend to fall asleep. This is where most people tend to think it's always going to be this way. And so if you've listened to She Runs a Show, I have a lot of episodes that are really geared to emotional intelligence and woo-woo kind of stuff, you know, intuition and your calling and, you know, 
your business bliss and all this kind of stuff. This is not that kind of episode. What we're going to do in today's episode is we're going to get tactical and practical and strategic because the woo-woo stuff is a great foundation for your ability to stand in your own power and, and really rise to the occasion of being the leader of your business. But if you don't understand what's coming, and if you don't actually practically, tactically, and strategically get ready for what's coming, you could have as, you could have as many crystals as you want. You could do as much meditation as you want. You will still be hit hard by the next recession and your business will be hit hard by the next recession. So let's not have that happen. Let's be tactical and practical and strategic. And so I want to talk in today's episode about the fact that a recession is coming. And really looking at what you need to do to get your business ready for it. So let's do some history. I'm not a big history buff, but I want you to, I want to put some context before we start to talk about tactically what you need to be doing in your business right now. If you look at a a timeline of the last 10 recessions, I just want you to think about this for a second. Let's go through the last 10 recessions and let's talk about when they happened and how long they lasted. So there was a recession in 1953. It lasted 10 months. And then the next recession was five years later in 1958, and it lasted eight months. And then two years after that, in 1960 to 1961, there was another recession that lasted 10 months. Then you go from 1961 to 1969 without a recession. So you have a good eight years where there is no recession until we hit the recession of 1969 to 1970, and that lasted 11 months. Now, we didn't get so much of a break after that. Three years later in 1973 to 1975, we had a recession that lasted one year, four months. So that was a pretty long recession in 1973 to 1975. Then we get a five-year break and there's a recession in 1980, which only lasts six months. But then a year later, 1981 to 1982, we have a recession that lasts one year and four months. So start to notice the patterns here. And from 1982, we're pretty free for another eight years. And then we had the early 1990s recession, which went from 1990 to 1991. That's eight, that was eight months in duration. Then from 1991, we were pretty free again. We didn't see another recession until the early 2000s. And it it was a very, it was a shorter recession, just like the early 1990s one. So we literally from 1991 to 2001 didn't have a recession, but then had a recession from March 2001 to November 2001. It lasted eight months. And then we had another break. But then we had the Great Recession, this last one, 2007 to 2009. So from 2001 to 2007, we were good, right? Six years of good or great. And then the Great Recession happened with, you know, the housing market tanking and all of that stuff and the mortgages and the foreclosures. So we had the Great Recession from 2007 to 2009. And the Great Recession, this last one that we've all experienced, went through, was in effect for one year and six months. Now, here are a couple of things to keep in mind, and this is why I wanted to go to, through this timeline with you. A recession happens in the United States about every 10 years. I want you to think about the timeline. Sometimes it's seven years, sometimes it's eight years, but typically you're talking every eight to 10 years. Historically, and we could even go, I mean, we could go to the Great Depression. We can go before 1953, but I didn't want to go that far back. If you look back a ways, even into the 1800s, we have a recession just about every eight to 10 years, period. That's just our history. 
We repeat those, we repeat the same cycles every eight to 10 years. The last recession we had ended in 2009. At the time of this recording, it is now 2019. So we are due for another recession. Let's just be for real and upfront right now. In addition to the fact that a recession happens just about every eight to 10 years, every 30 years, a longer recession happens. So I talked to you about the recession of 1973 to 1975, which lasted one year, four months. And then 1981 to 1982 recession lasted one year and four months. And then the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009 lasted one year and six months. So just about, I mean, the 73 to 75 and the 81 to 82 were pretty close. But if you look before 1973 to 1975, um, it was 1960 was the last time before 1973 that you had 10 months worth of recession, right? 69, 70 was 11 months. So some of the recessions in general, the recession will last about 10 months, sometimes a little bit longer. Our great recession one year and six months was the longest. And I think before the great recession of 2007, the great depression was the longest running recession that we'd had. So I want you to keep in mind every eight to 10 years, a recession happens every 30 years, a longer recession. So it's not just 10 months. It's like a year and four months or a year and six months. It's really important to understand those economic cycles because to pretend right now, like things are really going great in your business. You've got more clients than you know what to do with. It's always going to be this way. The second in life in general, you go, it's always going to be this way. You are just asking for the opportunity to learn the spiritual classroom lesson of, no, it's not always going to be this way. So if there was any sort of falling asleep that you're doing right now, and I'm also speaking to aspiring entrepreneurs, this is not just, this episode is not just for people who have established clientele and an established business. Let me talk for a second to the aspiring entrepreneur. If you are sitting in the aspirational sector of business and you are saying to yourself, oh, this economy is booming. I've got plenty of time to, you know, create my freebies and my opt-ins and to write and publish my first book and to get my first client. I've got time to spend a year perfecting what my business model is and writing a business plan and do. If you are sitting in the, uh, wait until I'm ready on the fence, planning and prepping and thinking that's actually doing the work of building a viable business thing, I'm especially talking to you. Because if you sit in that mode for the next year and a half and then we go into a recession, you won't have clients to provide all of this stuff you've been planning to build. You won't have them because everybody will be in scarcity mode because a recession has hit. Nobody's going to be willing to trust somebody brand new in the market that they don't know. They're really tight on their money. They're only going and purchasing things that they really trust and know. This is not the time to be sitting on the fence trying to plan and prep your business. And I'm speaking directly to aspiring entrepreneurs, just so you know. I digress. So we know that a recession is coming. I would say we are, we are overdue for one at, at this point. It's been 10 years since the end of the Great Recession. So you can expect that if not by 2020 or 2021, definitely by 2024, we're going to see a recession, which means a number of things. All of you out there who are currently buying homes at these ridiculously high prices, I'm just going to call it like it is foolishness, foolishness. Unless you plan to stay in that house for 10 or 15 years from this moment forward. 
you are currently purchasing a home that in two to four years from now, when we hit another recession, you will actually not be able to do anything with that house. It will be worth less than what you paid for it. A house in general is a liability. It is not an asset. If you don't believe me, go listen to the audible rich dad, poor dad. You'll find out why. Foolishness. This is not the moment. I don't care how much money you're making in your business. This is not the moment to be buying real estate. Period. I know the realtors who listen to me are going to be like, oh, don't say that because the realtors are doing really well because it's a seller's market. Cool beans for the realtors. But if you're a buyer and you really want to buy a property and actually make money off of that property, have some value in that property, this is not the moment to be buying a house. Let me give you an example. In Utah alone right now, you have three bedroom, two bath, 1700 square foot homes being sold for six hundred thousand dollars are you crazy it's utah just saying no offense utah it's utah it is not la it is not new york city it is not you know um it's not fort lauderdale this is utah so if you are contemplating right now purchasing a home at this moment can you just put the brakes on for two to three years and like let the recession hit so it can become a buyer's market so you can actually get a really good deal on real estate and actually have value in your home from day one rather than purchasing something now because you just feel like you need to stop renting and you're throwing your money down a hole. But don't do any of that stuff. Literally, be patient. Be patient. Wait for the recession. Build your credit. Save money. Wait, wait for the recession. I digress yet again. But I wanted to go on that rant because a lot of people are thinking that by buying real estate right now, they are investing in something that is an asset. Any form of real estate at this moment is actually a liability. Don't play that game. You don't have time for that as an entrepreneur. So a recession happens every eight to 10 years. And every 30 years and even longer recession tends to happen within that every eight to 10 years time frame. Let's talk for a second about the industries that do really well during a recession, because there are industries that actually a recession is a great thing for their business model and for their industry because they do really well. So anytime during recession, let me give you a number of businesses that do really well during a recession. Number one, home remodeling companies do really well. Why? Because people aren't selling their homes. You know why? Because when they buy their homes in a seller's market, they can't actually resell their home because they paid too much money for the house. So now they're stuck in a house they can't really move. Maybe they bought a two bedroom and they had one child at the time. They're in the middle of a recession. They just had a second baby. A third might be on the way. And what do they have to do? They need more space. So home remodeling companies do really well during a recession. So if you're in the home remodeling business, boom for you because a recession is coming and you're about to have more business than you know what to do with. Sin businesses do really well during a recession. What is a sin business? Drinking, smoking, look, escape, escape, right? Escape. Um, I don't know that movie theaters are going to continue to do well because everybody's got Netflix, but Netflix, I mean, that's an, it's not a sin business, but it is an escape business. Any sort of, let me run away from my problems. Let me, uh, have a habit that allows me to escape things. They do really well during a recession. Auto repair companies do really well during recession because people are not buying new vehicles. They're not buying boats. They're not buying RVs. They're not buying any of that stuff because they're just clamping down on their money because they're scared and there's scarcity going on. Auto repair companies do really well because now the old car that you really wanted to get rid of, you're not going to get rid of during a recession. So you're going to get it fixed. Cosmetics, another thing. 
if you're struggling financially uh, on the, you know, Mary Kay does really well as a cosmetics company during recessions, because guess what people will never stop doing when it's, when their bank account isn't looking the way they want it to look, they're going to make sure their face is, they're going to make sure their body is. So all of those cosmetics companies, cosmetic companies do really well. Candy indulgence foods also do really well. Again, the whole thing of escaping through food, escaping through chocolate, escaping through other kinds of things. So candy indulgence food businesses do really well. Now, the high-end she-she stuff that is not essential and is also not indulgent, like let's say artisan cheese, they do not do well during a recession. You know what you're going to give up when you, you know, when when a recession happens, you're going to give up your artisan cheese. It's not essential to your life, but you're not going to give up your chocolate. So let's just make that distinction super quick. Contraceptives do really well during reception, during recession. Common sense. People like can't have more kids right now. Like the market is constricted, can't do it, won't do it. Contraceptive companies do really well during recession. Higher education does really well during a recession. What do people do once a recession hits and they lose jobs, they get laid off, things get downsized, uh, you know, the middle managers are being cut left and right. They go back to school because they think that getting a degree, uh, getting a different degree is going to actually help them in a really constricted labor market. I'm not going to comment on that. That's a whole other episode, whether that's actually a good thing or not. But higher education does really well during a recession. Discount retailers, the Walmarts, the Targets, the Lowe's, the Home Depots, any place where you can get a deal and you can get things that scale for cheap, they're going, you know, um, big lots, uh, any of those, you know, Smith's Marketplace, any of those things, they do really well during a recession. Garbage collection and waste disposal, funeral homes and services, daycare, because people work more, their children need to be in daycare, they always do well during a recession. Computer system design and services will always do well because tech is at the heart of just about everything we do, so they don't go anywhere during a recession. And interestingly enough, startups. Startups do really well during recession. You will find that if you look historically, uh, our from an entrepreneurial perspective, the best time to really make millions is actually during a recession because those of us who are super innovative and who believe and have a vision for our companies, when other people are constricting and they feel scarcity and they're, you know, they're like closing up, we are taking major risks. And so startups tend to do very well during recession. So those are some of the industries that do well during a recession. And if you're a part of those industries, this is an important thing to know because you need to go into expecting a recession to come with an attitude of like, let me seize the day when that moment hits. Let me, let me, let me get myself ready. Let me do some, um, planning for workforce. So I know that when the recession hits, I have plenty of people to staff my phone lines and to do different things in my business. So those industries do really well. Industries that don't do well during a recession. Let's talk about seven of them. Travel. So I love, you know, Travelocity, Hotels.com, um, American Express Travel, all of these things. They, they do not do well during a recession because do you know what people cut out? One of the things they cut out first when a recession hits and money's tight? Traveling. They cut it out. That, you know, that, that goes, that goes bye bye. So travel does not do well during a recession. If you are in some sort of travel industry, I would get yourself really prepared for that. Furniture stores, you know, People are not buying furniture when jobs are lost and money is tight and the house could be foreclosed. People are not buying furniture. Publishing of all sorts, 
constricts during recession. So people no longer do their subscriptions to their magazines. Newspapers go down. Even book publishing, which is why, and I'm a writer, so I'm going to speak to my writers for a second. You better be building your audience of loyal readers right now two years before we go into recession. Like if you're not building your writer's platform and getting your audience so locked into loving your work, you better be doing it now because publishing takes a hit during recession. Contractors and the real estate industry takes a hit during recession. So it flips in a recession. It flips from a seller's market to a buyer's market. Everybody remembers 2007 or 2009. In Vegas back then, you could get homes for dirt cheap. You can't do that in Vegas right now. It is a seller's market and Vegas has has blossomed. So realtors get hit in a number of ways. They still can be a buyer's realtor, of course. But again, the, the real estate market, people buy less. So it becomes a buyer's market. There's more homes in terms of inventory on the market. Uh, and, and contractors, I mean, right now, contractors are general contracting. Uh, even the cost of construction materials are super expensive right now. It is a seller's market. You see new home developments going up all over the place. Just wait. When a recession hits, you will see subdivisions, whole subdivisions, land for subdivisions up for sale and on auction because the boom that the contractors thought was going to just last forever didn't and they weren't prepared for that. So contractors get hit. They, there's, there'll be lots of contractors available to do work on land that you own and build properties that you want to build during recession. So don't build them now where they're going to tell you they have a two year wait. Build it when a recession hits. Lumber and other construction supplies are really expensive right now. Don't do any of that work now. Wait for a recession. They get hit during recession. Uh, other motor vehicle dealers. So this whole thing, people want RVs and boats and cars and four wheelers and snowmobiles. Like they're doing really well right now because it is a hot economy. When a recession hits, guess what people stop doing? They stop buying RVs. They stop buying boats. They start buying extra cars. They stop buying, you know, the, the four wheelers and the snowmobiles. If you want to buy those things, Number one, I'm going to say, again, listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Those are liabilities. They are not assets, your snowmobiles and your boats. Uh, so you, I like the Rich Dad, Poor Dad philosophy. You need to earn via the money being made from your assets, not you earning dollar for dollar, but the money being generated by your assets needs to be able to pay for any liabilities you want to purchase. So you need to be in your business generating assets that produce revenue so you can take the revenue really the profit, the excess from your assets. And then you have the right to purchase liabilities and wait until a recession because those RVs, boats, toys, snowmobiles will be way cheap when a recession hits because nobody will be buying them. And finally, industries that do not do well during recession, any goods that are viewed as luxury or unessential. So here's where I'm going to talk to my coaches and my consultants. You might be garnering 4000 ahead for your retreat. You might be garnering $15,000 for a six-week group coaching program right now. But let me help you out. When a recession comes and people have to scale back on their business, they're going to say, what is required for me to live? What is required for me? You know, what is what is optional? And they're going to remove the optional stuff, which is why it's essential if you're going to stay in that very high-end, high-ticket program thing that you market it and you sell it and you deliver results that are so transformational in nature. It is as important 
for your client to stay in the program as it is for them to breathe. If you do that, then in the client size, it's essential. They will find a way to pay for it during recession. If you cannot deliver that, then when a recession hits, you will be seen as a luxury item. You will be seen as a disposable item that they can come back to later when things are better and you will lose business. You need to expect both to happen. So those are some industries that don't do well during recession. Now let's get to the, let's get to the 10 things you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, because this is the part where here are actions. You know, I like to talk about date DMA, daily massive action all the time. DMA. Here's some DMA that you can start taking right now to prepare your life and your business for the next recession. Let me speak to those of you who are working full time and either are considering building a business or working full time and building a business. These 10 things apply to you. I am talking to anybody who is putting all of their financial eggs in one basket. You're an entrepreneur. You have one product that is, that is what's creating your livelihood. You're a full-time employee who wants to start a business or has started a business and all of your bills are being paid, are being paid by that one day job. I am speaking to you. So 10 things you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession. Number one, get very specific on your target audience and speak to them directly. This is where niche marketing becomes super important. I don't mean like, okay, I'm speaking to women 18 to 25. That is niche, but I really want you to get niche on what are their two o'clock in the morning problems? What, how do they feel? What words do they use? What is going, what is keeping them up at night at this moment? So they're two o'clock in the morning problems, but during a recession, what's going to be keeping them up at two o'clock in the morning? And I want every bit of your copy your content creation, your marketing and sales to speak to the heart of a very specific niche in your market. So one, get very specific on your target audience and speak to them directly in everything that you produce, especially in your products, your services, your marketing, and your sales copy. Second thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, create powerful new opt-ins that will be especially needed during a recession and speak in your marketing to the essential things that help people thrive during a recession. I don't know who said this, but somebody said this, you know, um, market to them with what they want, but give them what they need, right? So what I want you to now think about is, or what are the freebies? What are the opt-ins? What are, and, and create new ones. Like the ones, the opt-ins that you have may be working for you right now, but I really want you to create three or four opt-ins. So freebies with an, a lead page. I want you to create three or four opt-ins that really live in the consciousness of what people are going to be going through and experiencing in a recession, where are their emotions? Where is their mental state? What are they worried about? What do they really need? What's the level of strength and content and service and products that they're going to need not only for today, but to get them through hard times, such as in a recession and create three to four powerful new opt-ins that really speak to the essential things that those people in your tribe are going to need to thrive during recession. And I don't care what industry you're in. If you're not doing this, you need to really spend the time. And it does take a lot of time. Let me just go sideways for a second. Opt-ins when they're done well, and when they really are specific to your niche, take a lot of time to create. Don't believe anybody who tells you you can create a powerful opt-in in an hour. They are lying to you. 
the creation of the actual freebie, the outlining of the freebie, the post-production of the freebie, even if it's a one-page PDF resource guide, the creation of the lead page, the creation of the email opt-in, the creation of all the auto-responder emails that have to go in so that you stay in contact with that person who really sacredly gave you their name and email address in exchange for powerful information. That is not a one-hour deal or even a three to four-hour deal. It takes time. So make sure you budget in plenty of time to create these three to four powerful opt-ins. Third thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession. This is so the first two have to happen before you can do this third one, which is why I put the first two first. But this is the most important thing, period. Like nothing else matters if you don't do this one. The third thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, and you've heard it from every other teacher of entrepreneurship, build a loyal, engaged email list of raving fans and train your list to expect sales offers. There's two parts to this. So the first part is you need a loyal, engaged email list of raving fans. Notice I didn't say a massive list. I didn't say 10,000 people, 20. If you have 20,000 people on your email list and nobody opens your emails, it really doesn't matter. You need a loyal, engaged email list of raving fans and you need to train your list to expect sales offers. So what do I mean by train your list? There are lots of people who think, oh, I don't want to sell to my email list. I don't want to, you know, I don't want in every email to tell them like, okay, I want to sell you this or I want to sell you that. Yes, you need to do that. Not every single email, but every two to three emails, you need to get your list under the clear expectation that what you offer is so valuable and so needed in their lives that you're going to offer that to them. You're going to do that. If you do not train your list from day one to expect that every two or three emails that you send out, they're going to receive a sales offer. When you finally do launch a big product and you do a major launch, guess what's going to happen? They're going to be, they're going to feel very offended because you've sent them all these emails where you sold them nothing. And then out of the blue, now you're selling them something in this one email. It will, it will hit people the wrong way. So. Third thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession is build a loyal, engaged email list of raving fans. That could be anywhere from 500 people to 50,000, but make sure that they're reading your emails and they actually love your work because it doesn't matter if you have 50,000 people if they don't read your emails. And train your list to expect to receive sales offers every three to four emails. Fourth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, diversify your sources of business revenue. Now, um, James Altucher talks about the fact that most millionaires have at least seven sources of income. I want you to think about that. Most millionaires have at least seven sources of income. Why? Because if one source of income during recession or five of them tank, you still have three others that you can depend upon for your livelihood. I'm going to lower that number a little bit because I, I can hear new entrepreneurs going, I don't even have one source of income. How am I going to do source of business revenue? How am I going to do five? Diversify your sources of business revenue so that you have at least five. So maybe one of your sources is affiliate income. You promote other people's stuff. When somebody buys it, you get a portion of that. Maybe another that is another source of your business revenue is your your ebook revenue from Amazon. A third source is a course that you teach. A fourth source is the podcast sponsorship revenue. So we're already at four. And then a fifth might be you do a segment on a local TV show and they pay you or your speaking gigs. Diversify your sources of business revenue so that you have at least five. And it will take time to do that, which is why I'm saying start to think about that now. Because 
having five sources of business revenue is not something you do in six months. It's something you do in six years. We have a recession coming. So if you're not thinking about that currently, you won't actually have that in place in two to four years when the next recession hits. Fifth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, offer at least one lower end product that really meets your tribe's essential needs and market it that way. So a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this because there's this whole movement out there right now. Economy is, remember, economy is booming. People are spending money. Everybody's feeling really safe and secure. There are going to be a lot, there are a lot of teachers out there right now who are saying sell high end products, like sell $10,000 coaching programs and $15,000 coaching programs. And listen, I've got that in my, in my business model. So I'm not even going to knock it because I think when people spend more money on products or services, they actually show up in a stronger way. They, they don't want to lose that kind of money. They are fully invested by them paying that kind of money to you. It lets them know that they have a certain level of self-worth and belief in themselves. And also they are ready to do the work. So I'm not going to disagree with teachers of this who say, you get a higher caliber of willingness to transform and grow and showing up consistently for that when people pay a higher price. I see that when I pay a higher price for things. So that's human behavior. However, when you know you're going into recession, people are going to clamp down on anything that is non-essential. And so one thing I would highly recommend you do is if you don't have some sort of lower end product, I'm not going to give you what a lower end price looks like. You know, for your business, what that looks like, you need to either create or bring back out into the forefront, some lower end product that really is going to meet your tribe's essential needs. So, you know, there's at least one thing you can sell during a recession when money is tight and people are feeling like scarcity abounds that you can sell no matter what. So offer at least one lower end product that really meets your tribe's essential needs and market it that way. Number six, sixth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, only purchase assets, no liabilities. Again, I'm going back to rich dad, poor dad. If you haven't read the book, if you haven't listened to an audible, please do. Like it is a game changer for entrepreneurs, rich dad, poor dad by Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, oh, this is not the time to be purchasing liabilities, folks. Let, let's just get real for a second. This is not the time to do that. And so at this point, you should only be purchasing assets and liabilities. I am, I'm sending you to rich dad, poor dad because he has a very different way of defining assets and liabilities than what most people think assets and liabilities are. And I have an MBA and I took a number of accounting courses and I will tell you it is different even from what an accounting or finance course will teach you about assets and liabilities. And I trust what he says about assets and liabilities. This is not the time to be buying homes. This is not the time to be buying cars. This is not the time to be buying boats and RVs and snow. This is not the time to be doing that. They are liabilities. They do not generate money in your pocket for you without you having to do something to get it. This is the moment where you only purchase assets, no liabilities. And you need to get those assets to start generating revenue for you without you having to exchange dollars for hours so that when the recession does hit, you are making enough money from those assets that you now can funnel some of that money into actually buying toys and purchasing liabilities. Just say. That's number six. Sixth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, only purchase assets, no liabilities. Seventh thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, save as much cash as you can. I'm a firm believer in cash. 
firm believer in it. Cash is king. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me about the, the plastic and the cards and the debit and the chips and all that nonsense. Listen, I'm pretty sure, although you will have to historically fact check me on this. I'm pretty sure there was a moment, I think it was the stock market crash of 1912, but don't quote me on this because I didn't do the, the homework of history on this one. But I do believe it was the stock market crash of 1912 where people were throwing themselves off buildings because they'd lost everything they owned because they put it all in the stock market. Banks were not giving people the money that they actually had an account sitting in their banks because you know how they do the FDIC insured. I think it's, I think you're only insured up to a certain amount of money. I think it's a hundred thousand, but don't quote me on that. But again, the reason why we have the FDIC insured is so banks basically say, if we go through another Great Depression or something like what happened in 1912, we can only tell you, we can only guarantee you that we're going to give you that minimum amount of money. It might be a hundred thousand. It might be more than that by now. And after that, whatever else you have in our account, we can't promise you that we're actually going to be able to give that to you. So look up the definition of FDIC insured so you know what that means. Don't quote me on that. But again, I go back to this. Cash is king. Don't make fun of grandma or great grandma who's got a whole bunch of cash, you know, under her mattress, which I don't think is safe. So don't do that either. But understand this. Your plastic can go away. Your credit card companies in a recession can take your $10,000 credit limit and now send you an email that says, we've reduced your credit limit to $500 and take all of your credit line away. Or they can say, we're closing your credit card because it's a recession and we just decided to. So do not put your security, your financial security in plastic and do not put all of your, do not bank all of your things on stocks and all of this kind of stuff. Long-term, yes, that's a beautiful strategy in terms of stock market if you're going to hold for 30 years, 20 or 30 years. But do not assume that you're going to be able to liquidate some of those investments and turn them to cash easily because in a recession, you will not be able to. So cash is still king. Seventh thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession is save as much cash as you can. Eighth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession, pay off as much debt as you can. If you've got debt, look at it, focus on it. And I don't mean focus on it like get worried about it. Don't get worried about your debt. Can we just have a moment for a second? So many people are living their lives so focused and worried about their debt. You're not going to die from your debt. I know if you've got massive debt, it feels that way. You're not going to die from your debt. This is not the time to put scarcity and worry and fear into a situation that you have every ability to handle and overcome and thrive through. That's not what I mean. Pay off as much debt as you can. Look at your debt. Uh, this is a Dave Ramsey thing. Go from the lowest thing on your credit report that needs to be paid off to the highest thing. Pay those suckers off, like lowest to highest, lowest paid off. Wash your hands of it. Pay off as much debt as you can. Why? Because it leads to the ninth thing you can do to prepare your life and business for the next recession. Build your FICO score. You are going to want, especially in a time of recession, a strong FICO score. Go go Google what, what a strong FICO score is. I would say, this is just my personal opinion, 700 to 800 club. It takes years to get into the 800 club. Can I just share with years, years, years. So we're about two to four years away from recession. If you're in the 500 or the 600 club, even if you're in the 400 club in terms of FICO, you're going to need the next two to four years to get your FICO through consistent daily massive action DMA. Here I come full circle saying DMA. It's going to take you two to four years to get your FICO score out of the four, five hundred or six hundred club to the seven hundred 
six, 700 or 800 club, build your FICO score. Cause the one thing that does change when a recession happens is they raise the bar on the minimum FICO score required to do anything that involves loans or debt. You need a strong FICO score. If you're, and when I say build your FICO score, do not stress about this. I can't tell you the number of people who completely kill their ability to change certain things like debt and FICO because they freak out about it. It is what it is. Like, look at the reality of your situation. Don't go panicky about it. Simply say, okay, what action can I take? What? And you know what one of the best actions you can take when it comes to debt and FICO? Don't take out more debt. Stop digging the hole that you're in. Don't get an auto loan. Don't get a house loan. Don't get a second property with a mortgage. Don't get a second mortgage. Don't refinance your... Like, if you're in a hole of debt, stop digging that sucker. That's also a Dave Ramsey thing. So ninth thing is build your FICO score. Tenth and final thing that I'm going to talk about to prepare your life and business for the next recession. And I'm speaking to the people who have a day job and are thinking of building a business or have a day job and you are building a business currently, but your business is not to the place yet where it is actually making you way more money than your day job, like double than what you're earning your day job. If you have a day job, make sure that you get your business in the next two to four years to the place where it's earning you at least one to two times what you earn at that day job steadily throughout the year. Let me put this another way. I'm going to be even more conservative on this. If you are working a day job and you are just now starting a business or your business is not yet to the place where it is earning double every single month what you are making in your day job, you literally have two to four years at this point to get your business to a place where every single month for consecutively 12 months, it is making at least double what you are making every single month at your day job. Your day job is not secure. It isn't in a, in a booming economy. It isn't, especially isn't in a recession. So don't fool yourself into believing, oh, I've got this day job and it pays all my bills and it gives me health insurance. And, you know, I can just take my time with my business. No, you can't take your time with your business. No, you can't. Mm-mm. You got two to four years, babe. Two to four years. Two to four years and a recession is going to hit and you may be on the chopping block at your place of employment. So let's not play and act like you've got forever to get this thing right. You really don't. You've got two to four years. So literally put yourself on a time clock and say, all right, two years from now, I need to be making at least what I'm making right now every single month of my business consecutively for 12 months. And three to four years from now, I need to be making double what I'm making every single month in my day job consistently every single month for at least 12 months. You've got two to four years to do that. So this is not an episode that is meant to freak you out. This is an episode that is meant to strategically, tactically, and practically arm you with the tools that you need to succeed. Let me round this out by saying a couple of things. Number one, information. there's this quote that says knowledge is power. No, knowledge is not power. There's lots of people who know a lot of things and they're super powerless. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge acted upon and strategically seized upon and leveraged through daily massive action, that's power. So I'm going to say to you, you might have listened to this whole thing. I'd highly recommend you listen to it two or three times and take some notes. What is the next simple strategic step that you can take based on what you just heard today to prepare for the recession that is coming in the next two to four years is coming. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We're not going to go through another 10 years of like golden age time. Nope. We've already been 10 years through it. We are longer than we were supposed to have been before another recession comes. So since you know a recession is coming, what are you actually going to do about that? 
take the next simple step within 48 hours. I'll say, you know, I'm going to back up. I'm going to be harsher about this. Take the next simple step that you need to take based on what you learned today within the next 24 hours. 24 hours. You get 24 hours to get something done. Because if you're not doing this, and if you put this to the side and you listen to it and you feel kind of scared, right? Some people might listen to this episode and go, Ooh, I thought everything was going to be good for a long time and I'm a little scared. This is not the time to be afraid, folks. Like this is not the time to activate your amygdala and do this fight or flight thing. This is, this is literally the time for you to have a get it together talk with yourself and say, listen, a recession is coming in two to four years, which means one amazing thing. I actually have time on my side. I actually have enough time to get my butt in gear and get myself ready to the point where when the recession hits and even the recession after that, because remember, recession happens every 10 years, every eight, 10 years. So even the recession that comes after that, I'm so ready and I'm so secure and I'm so, I've got my own personal economy going on to the point where I'm not worried about when the next recession hits because already handled, ready for me, already handled. So what am I saying at the end of the day? A recession is coming. You've been given, if you were waiting for a sign, this is it. Here's your sign. You got two to four years. Don't pretend in two to four years like you didn't know that it came when it did because now you're on notice. So act like you have urgency because you do. Two years is, is a very short period of time to build a business. Majorly short. Four years is also short. And get excited about doing the adventurous work of, of creating your own personal economy where you are financially free. And can I just say one other thing? Ignore the people who are going to tell you to take the safe route on this. You know, people say, well, you need to get a second job and a third job and you need to, you know, you need to, you need to downsize your home. Maybe you need to downsize your home. I don't know. I'm not a realtor. I can't tell you that. And, and I already told you this is a this is a seller's market. And so there may be people out there who say, well, then maybe I should sell my house right now. Yeah, but you can't buy anything else because you're going to buy it super expensive. Don't do that either. Here's what I will say. This is not the season to play it safe and secure because safe and secure is the fastest way to lose. This is actually the season to sit with yourself and say, what have I always wanted to do? What do I feel called to build? Who is my tribe and why do they need me right now? And how am I going to profoundly impact their lives from this moment forward so I build trust and connection with them to the point where even when everything goes tight, they still invest in me because I have spent the last two to four years investing in them and delivering the goods every single time. What do I need to do to sit on my throne and build my kingdom? That is all. We're not talking about being peasants here. We're talking about building kingdoms. So don't get it twisted and play, go the safe route and say, well, I need another degree, another certification. I need to get a second job. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. You need to take calculated risk and you need to bet on you, your gifts, your talents, your callings, and you need to go after what you know you want and what you know your tribe needs. And you need to do it in a big way, consistently, persistently for the next two to four years. You will get to where you're supposed to be if you do that. Now, if you flake... If you do it for the next month and then you, you take six months off and then you do it for the next month. Look, I can't guarantee results like that. You can't guarantee results like that because you're a flake. And we've all had flaky seasons. So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to both of us. We've all had flaky seasons. This is not the time to be a flake. This is the time to be certain and clear. And if you're in an industry that you know is going to tank during a recession, like you're a realtor, you're a contractor, well, you need to start thinking about how are you diversifying? Are you going to start to teach other realtors during a recession? 
Are you going to build a product that gets people ready when it becomes a seller's market again, an online course? If you're a contractor, are you going to move more into the home remodeling business so you're ready to seize on that side sector of the market when a recession hits? Like there are so many ways to do this well that you you really have unlimited opportunities to excel. So don't get stuck on, oh man, my business is going to tank. Get stuck on what's possible for my business during a recession. What's possible? What could I do that would be so innovative and so cutting edge and so helpful to my tribe that literally I would be riding a wave of fun through a recession and not sitting in the doom and gloom and being an Eeyore through a recession. You, you need Tigger energy right now if for people who get Winnie the Pooh. Right now, what you need to prepare for this recession is Tigger energy. You do not need Eeyore nonsense going on in your head. Tigger energy. And if you're a natural ear like I am, and yes, I am a natural ear. Most people don't believe that. Uh, I'm activating all the tigger inside of me right now to get ready for the next two to four years. So don't even give any sway to this kind of doom and gloom, downward spiral thing. Uh-uh. You have the ability from this moment forward to make things happen in a recession. But do not sleep in the hot economy that we're in right now and think you're going to wake up in the recession and you're going to be able to get it you know, you're going to hit it out of the park when you spent the last two to four years being asleep. This is the time to wake up. This is the time to use your ticker energy. This is the time to be adventurous and take calculated risk and do some amazing things and change lives. And in the process, really build your personal economy so you never have to be at the mercy of our U.S. economy. That's what I wanted to say. And one more time, if you have not checked out my latest book, it is out on Amazon. The haters aren't who you think they are. 27 ways to handle family who don't clap when you win. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash toxic family book. That's tinyurl.com forward slash toxic book. And please download the book, order the paperback, leave a review, and there are more books coming out next week. So get ready for it. I've got a lot of things I need to talk about in each of my books. All right, everybody. I hope you really I hope you feel hopeful and optimistic and geared up and ri- like rocky in, in a, that final fight. I hope you feel ready to go because this is going to be an exciting two to four years and we're going to crush it. And yeah, you need DMA to do that. Daily massive action. All right, everybody. I'll catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 